Let's give it up for our worship team. Come on, somebody. Got a mighty army up here this morning. It's fun to just declare the Lord's goodness, to believe for things. Man, we're so grateful and thankful that you guys came to join us on this Sunday morning. Whether you're here in person or here online, man, welcome to Alive Family Church. And this is a special day, a day of celebration. It is Alive's five-year anniversary. Come on. Woo! And here's the deal, it's not our anniversary, it's our anniversary, amen? Like, the, the church is you guys, right? Turn, turn to your neighbor and give them a high five right now. Come on now, give somebody some high five online. Here's an air five for you, all right? Give me some high five emojis. But, uh, man, we're celebrating God, five years of God's faithfulness, and, uh, man, what an incredible journey it's been. Man, so many breakthroughs, so many miracles, so many amazing moments, so many highs, so many lows, so many in-betweens, right? But God has been so good to us as a church. God has been so good to us as a people. God has been so good to us as a body of believers. And uh, if I had to sum up everything, I mean, I, we could talk for hours on how faithful God has been over the last five years. Uh, but more importantly, if I had to sum it up in one word, how God has been to us as a church, it is faithful. Amen. Somebody say faithful. God has been faithful, right? And, and the word that has been burning on my heart as I've been preparing for today to, to honor God with, to, to encourage all of you and all of us with, is found in Psalm chapter 37, verse 3. Psalm 37, 3, David the psalmist says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Someone say feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. That is the title of my message this morning. And more importantly, I believe that is our assignment as a body of believers this morning is to feed on God's faithfulness, to take a moment to just really belly up to the table. Here's what I've learned. Sometimes you just need to belly up to the table and, and feed on God's faithfulness to have a good meal and remember how God has sustained you, how he's brought you through, what he's done for you, how he fills you over and over and over again. And so we're going to do that, obviously, and reflect a little bit on a lives journey. But today's not about a life. Today's about the Lord. Amen. Today's about God. We're going to feed on his faithfulness. But more importantly, I believe we're going to feed on God's faithfulness in our own lives, too. I believe we'll be encouraged. I believe your faith will be strengthened and built this morning as we feed on God's faithfulness. Would you guys go to the Lord and pray with me as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive from his word this morning? Father, we love you so much. We thank you for today. Today is the day that you have made, and so we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, we thank you for five years of faithfulness. Lord God, we want to feed on your faithfulness as we remember, as we reflect, as we see how you've been faithful in our yesterdays. Lord God, we thank you that you're going to be faithful in our tomorrows. Lord, I pray that the spirit of faith is strong in the room today. Lord, that expectation is on high today. And Lord, you, Holy Spirit, can speak a word in season to every person, no matter where we find ourselves at, no matter where our relationship's at with you. Today, you are faithful. Tomorrow, you'll be faithful. And today, we celebrate and feed on your faithfulness, Lord. We love you so much, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said, amen, amen. Well, hey, David, by the Spirit of the Lord, says, feed on God's faithfulness. And so that's what we're going to do together. And, and to help us do this and walk through this journey, we're gonna have ourselves a good old-fashioned three-course meal, okay? 
We're going to have a three-course meal today. Anybody love a good three-course meal? Come on. There's three elements in a three-course meal. There is the appetizers, all right? Who loves some good apps up in the house? Yep, I see it, right? There is the main course, the main dish, the entree, <laughs> right? There is that main course there. And then there's somebody like, what has the guy been smoking today, right? It's like, hey, nothing, nothing, all right? Uh, and, and then lastly, it is the dessert, all right? So we've got appetizer, main course, and dessert. And um, just a disclaimer for you guys before I even get started. It's been a few weeks since I've preached. It's been a long time since we've had a food analogy up here on stage. And I'm about to make up for some really lost time. You most like, there's like a 99.9% .9 chance that you will leave service very hungry today. All right? But we got you covered. We got cupcakes for everybody on the way out to celebrate five years. So we got a little sugar hit for you to sustain you until you get to that main course, right? But uh, we're going to dive in here. And so the first, first thing in a three-course meal is the appetizer, right? Now, how many of you guys actually would be honest say, I like apps more than anything. Like, I'm an app person. Like, I, can just, I like to make a meal off the apps. They, the waiter looks at me like, what else would you like? You're like, I'm good. I just ordered four appetizers. <laughs> That's more food than anybody's main course up in this restaurant, right? So the appetizer, I mean, there's so many popular ones, right? We got shrimp. We got meatballs. We got cheeseburger sliders. We got mott sticks. Come on, somebody. We've got bread and anything that comes with it. Butter, crack they spread on top of it, things you dip in it, keep it coming, right? Like, like whatever it is, bread is good, right? We've got chips and anything else that they go in, right? Salsa, queso, anybody like a good spinach, artichoke. Dip. Now we got some good preaching on a Sunday morning. Come on, somebody. Where are you going for lunch today is the question. And so today, again, I've got some props for you just to help us with our meal. And uh, in no shape or form are these like elite props, all right? <laughs> we could do better at a restaurant, but just for the sake here, we're going to bring out our appetizer today, all right? So we, we got some chips and uh, queso here, all right? Everybody, everybody see that? And, um, you know, the thing about appetizers is, what's their purpose? Well, well, they get the meal started, right? They start things off. They whet the appetite for what is yet to come, right? And, and as we feed on God's faithfulness today and in this spirit of, man, like, God, what have you done? Man, I can't not help but remember that God is the one who started alive. He got the appetizer going. He's the one that birthed this church. You see, we were singing a few minutes ago about a house of miracles, how miracles and breakthrough can happen. But the other crazy thing about it is alive is a house of miracles. Like the, the actual birth of the church was an absolute miracle because he took something that was nothing and made it something. Something that didn't exist already and made it exist, right? This, is a, this church was God's idea. This church is God's gig. This church was God's vision, right? It always has been and always will be, amen? And, and God had it in his heart long ago. He called, he put that vision on our hearts, Eric and I's hearts, but it is his deal. And he's the one that started this thing. He's the one that did that. Until this weekend, five years ago, a live family church didn't even exist. It kind of boggles my mind because, man, we've become such a strong family and God's done so much in the midst of us, but five years prior, this expression in Livingston County was, was not even up. And, and God has been faithful. For those of you guys that have been along for quite a while, you know God has been faithful. It was a miraculous launch. In, in a few short months, God assembled 34 adults and 17 kids, who's counting? We were. <laughs> 
and, 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 and launched this thing called Alive Family Church on grand opening weekend five years ago. He supernaturally provided all the finances to purchase all the portable equipment as we launched in Scranton Middle School and had to set up and tear down our church every single Sunday. Woo! Praise God. He set in motion a body of believers who are passionate about helping people know God personally and live for him passionately. And he's still doing that. And if we can just pause for a minute and give God 10 seconds of praise for how faithful he's been to a live family church, how faithful he's been to you, how faithful he's been to our body. Come on. Thank you so much. Let's feed on his faithfulness. God has been faithful. But you know why the reason we can get so excited about all this? Not because we got food in church, which is fun, right? It's because the same God that's been faithful to alive is the same God that wants to be faithful to you and I. Let's make it personable for a second, right? And here's what I want us to leave with, and I want you to understand in this first appetizer is this. God can make something out of nothing in your life. God can make something out of nothing in your life. He's an all-powerful, creative God, right? In Genesis chapter 1, we see God make something out of nothing. If you guys are familiar with the story, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, check out how the message translation puts the condition of creation. He says, earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness and inky blackness. God's spirit hovered or brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. It's a pretty hopeless, dark, nothingness situation, yet there was one thing there. The spirit of God was there too, and when the spirit of God is there, things can happen. God can create. God can restore. God can rebuild. God can heal. God can come through. Amen? So you go on to verse 3, and you get so much more. In verse 3 of Genesis 1, it says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Aren't you thankful that that word is still holding up today? When you woke up in this morning, no matter how rainy and cruddy it was out, we still are not in darkness of abyss. He hung the moon, he hung the sun, he put the stars. We have light and it still exists today. There was nothing before that moment and God created something out of nothing, right? And God has been faithful to that word ever since. And so here's why we can get excited this morning, church. It's this, there's an appetizer for some of us or some, some people in that word today that God wants to make and create something out of nothing in your own life. Maybe you find yourself in a season of nothingness right now. Maybe, maybe you find yourself and you feel like your future is like this bottomless emptiness. Maybe you're trying to get vision for good things that God has for you, but it's just like this watery abyss or it's dark. I'm here to encourage you and remind us as we feed on God's faithfulness today that he can create something out of nothing, right? He can take a whole lot of nothingness in your life and turn it into a whole lot of somethingness in your life. Amen? And that might not be proper English, but it sounds good. Amen? One word from God can change your life. One word from God can change our lives. That marriage or that relationship looks like it's over. My God can restore. That doctor's report or that sickness, my God is a healer. Come on, that financial hole that you might find yourself in right now and you're like, it's not getting any better. How's it gonna, my God is Jaira. He is the provider. Come on, somebody. That dream, that vision, that business, that company, that oh my gosh, whatever it is in your heart that looks like it's never gonna come to pass or it's never gonna come to fruition. Our God is the one that can 
create something out of nothing. Somebody get excited about who God is and who we serve. Amen? Woo! And so the other cool thing about that is what I've learned over my short walk with the Lord is that when God starts, what God starts, he sustains. And he will see it through all the way through completion. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 gives us this promise. Paul says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That is good news because some of us just feel like, oh, I'm just stuck in this appetizer season of my life. I'm just eating these little rinky-dinky apps. I want the meat. I want the substance. I want the breakthrough. I want the answer. And God said, hey, if you don't quit, I won't quit. I'll never quit on you. God never quits on his kids, amen? He never throws in the towel. It's never over with God, amen? You know that, hey, if you're eating appetizers now, take faith because there's a main course still coming. There's more to come. It's not the end. It's just the beginning, amen? And God got this thing started, and we're praising God for it. But man, appetizers whet the appetite and remind us that more is coming. Amen? Someone say, feed on his faithfulness. Feed on his faithfulness. And so, anyone still hungry? Still hungry in the room? Yeah? Getting more? Getting warmed up? All right, good. Because the next item on the three-course meal is the main course. Who, who likes a good main course? Come on. Main course is like what we go to restaurants for, right? When people are like, what are you going to get? They're talking about what's the main course, right? I don't care about your appetizer, what dessert you're eyeing. What are you going to get? What are you going for today, right? The main course is what we come for. The, we, from the French, we get the word entree, right? In America here, it really the entree is, is just really uh, the entrance of the really important part of the meal, right? Now, and go over to Europe and even other fancy places, there's seven-course meals, there's 12-course meals. I mean, there's forks for all sorts of things that you have no clue what to do, right? We're, we're keeping it American and simple today, all right? Appetizer, main course, dessert, all right? <laughs> That's enough for all of us today when we look at how God has been faithful for us. But what, I mean, what are some popular entrees, man? Sometimes you like a good meat and potatoes meal. You know what I'm talking about? Steak and potatoes, right? Some beast that you took from the woods and cooked, right? Um, sometimes you're like, no, I'm more of like a fish person. Yeah, I like the fish or chicken, right? All of that, maybe a good pasta dish, a hearty pasta with some protein or some meat on there. Come on, somebody. The main course is usually the largest of all the dishes, right? And its purpose is to fill you up and sustain you. And so, again, this ain't quality. We're going for illustration here. But some of you, as I'm preaching, are becoming hungry man up in here, all right? All right? These things are not good for you, okay? Warning. It has 21 grams of protein? Oh, my gosh. Loaded and jacked, right? Post-workout, yeah. It's the main course. It's got some meat. It's got some potatoes. It's got some carbs. It's got some veggies that you don't ever eat. Some greens, right? Some asparagus. Let me tell you, that grilled asparagus, wow. It's like, where's the steak? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me the substance. God has a main course for us, amen? It's what he fills us with. It's what fills us up, really. And it's what sustains us, right? And usually there's a protein in the main course that gives your body the substance it needs to last for a few more hours until the next meal. If you're like us and you have kids, or the next few minutes until they grab the other snack, all right? Our kids love snack. They can have a snack. snack. You've had 18 snacks today. We went to the grocery store this morning. We need to go again tonight. 
What is wrong with you? Just stop snacking and eat a main course, right? Get filled up with some protein and not chest through the Cheeto, okay? That ain't doing much for you, right? And so as we think about alive, as we continue to feed on God's faithfulness towards alive, we, may we not forget how God's been faithful over kind of the substance or the, the, the main course of our church. We're a young church. We're five today. As I think back about how faithful he's been, man, for, for two and a half years, we were at Scranton Middle School in Brighton. We launched there and we stayed there for two and a half years. Like I mentioned earlier, we set up and tore down the entire church every single Sunday. It was miraculous. It was miraculous that some of you showed up to do it and stayed long enough to put it away. Like our church was a church in a box. Like you took it out and then you put it back and it did not exist until next Sunday. Like that alone was miraculous and like God, your grace was sufficient, right? But man, he taught us so much. He gave us so much sustenance. He filled us up so much in that season. He taught us what a hustle looked like. He taught us what blood, sweat, and tears literally means when you are building God's church, right? The early mornings, the late nights, the frustrations, the setting up for very little people coming at first, all of those things, the fr- all of that. He was faithful, and he's been faithful, right? And I think about that season, so many new faces, so many families, so many new friends, so, many, so much growth in the Lord, both spiritually and in number. He led us to then launch out and have two services at Scranton, and things were rolling, and things were going good, and then <coughs> COVID, excuse me. March 2020, and we got the boot. We were a homeless church overnight. What we thought would last for two weeks to slow the curve turned into seven months of online-only church. But we did not quit, amen? Alive Family Church, we did not quit. We did not back down. We didn't say, well, we'll just fold it up. It's just a better, better deal to just close this thing up and go to one church that's open, right? No, we, we got in. God taught us how to do online church. He challenged us to build relationships where we felt comfortable in that season, and we met in house-to-house gatherings, right? And, and then he kept our, our hope alive that we'd actually gather again someday by worship nights at the Brighton Mill Pond. And, and we had water baptisms at Kensington. We got creative. We got scrappy. We got flexible as a church. The relationships of the core of the church actually increased and grew in that season where many churches were closing their door for good. We were growing over COVID. Many churches shuttered and closed their doors through COVID. Just that we are still here today is a testament of God's faithfulness. And he's not done yet. He taught us so much in that season, right? And uh, God, I believe, more importantly, you heard this a million times over COVID, he gave us the true revelation that the church is not a building. It is and has always been about the people of God. Amen? The church is the ecclesia, it's the called out ones. It's you and I, we are the church. And if we keep gathering and if we don't quit, the church stays alive, amen? And so we got a spine, we got a backbone in that season. We were chewing on that nasty processed Salisbury steak in the hungry man in that season, but it was sustaining us. We knew there was something better coming, but we weren't quit. We were going to be satisfied and filled with what God gave us in that season. And as we began to cry out and say, God, online is enough. We want to gather in a building. Lead us to a building. God faithfully led us to this facility that we're at. And, and uh, 
this, uh, in like two more weeks, it will be two years since we've been having in-person Sunday morning services in this facility. We didn't know how long it was going to be. We didn't know what it would all look like. We were just delighted that we had a space to call home for a season. Amen? And uh, God allowed us to land on our feet out of a very shaky season. And that is faithfulness. I'll tell you what, that is faithfulness. That is God's grace and his goodness towards us. Right? If we had to stay online only for another year or two, some churches were still online and they're not meeting. Man, I... I don't know how long. God can sustain anything, but man, he led us here for such a time as this, and we've seen new growth. Many of you connected with us here at this facility, became a part of the Alive family here in this expression of Alive. Man, I'm so grateful and so thankful that we got to see all of you and meet all of you. Now we're in the trenches of life, doing life and ministry together, serving our community together. It's a beautiful thing, and he's filled our church community, guys, with so many good things, and here's where it gets personal. God doesn't just want to do all that great faithfulness stuff for the church. Remember and remind yourself, feed on his faithfulness this morning. He wants to do that faithfulness stuff for you. The second thing I want you guys to leave with today, I feel like this, is God will fill your life with good things. God will fill your life with good things. Psalm 107 verse 9, for he satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry man or hungry with good things. And then in in Psalm 81, verse 10, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I feel like God is saying to us as a live family church and as you personally, man, God wants to fill your life with good things. You got to make room for it. You got to open up for it. You got to understand that that is what God wants for you. He's a good God and he's got good things for his kids. For those of you guys that are in a season where you're still believing for that spouse, guess what? God knows that. And the cool thing is he knows him or her already. Come on, somebody. He'll work it all out in his timing. You just stay faithful to the call of God on your life. For those of you guys that are believing for a child or maybe to own your own home, God sees that desire of your heart. He wants to fill your life with good things, right? He wants to restore what the enemy has stolen from you. Those of you that are needing wisdom on how to handle a certain situation, you just don't know how to react. You don't know how to respond. You don't know what to do. In James 1.5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God. He'll give it to you. God wants to give you and fill you with good things. Maybe stuck on appetizers right now, but I want to tell you, hey, put the apps down, move the plate aside, because there's a main course, there's an entree that God wants to bring to your table and set before you, and if you don't make room for it, they're not going to bring it. If you're still happy with the appetizers, God's like, oh, those are great, you can live off those for a long time, right? But I've got a main course for you that I want to bless in your life. Be encouraged today, church. The same God that did it for us corporately is the same God that does it for you personally. Amen? Someone say, feed on his faithfulness. But man, the main course is fun. And oftentimes, after the main course, we're, pre- we're pretty full, aren't we? Right? Like, we're, we're kind of stuffed a little. If you really went hard, and you really did it right, and you got an app and a main course, like, I'm good for a while, right? I'm good. Usually, someone comes to the table and asks you one of the most important questions of your life. And it's this, excuse me, uh, did you all leave room for dessert? Y'all want some dessert? 
And our answer is normally, no, no, oh, I couldn't. Oh, I'm too full. Oh, it's too expensive for this cheap stuff that I could get at Myers. No. The answer is no, my bill's already way higher than it needs to be. Yeah, no. But what should we say? We should say yes. If you've never learned this most monumental life lesson in your life, then get out your pen or get out a note on your phone and write this down. There is always room for dessert. If you want to disagree with me theologically, let's go at it after service, all right? There is always room for dessert. Always. Always. And so, let's get some dessert up here. Again, we could pick a lot better things, but I'm going to pick some of my favorites here. I've got my little Debbie Swiss cake rolls and uh, a cupcake that some of y'all are getting on the way out. Come on, somebody. That looks good. That frosty, look at that. Oh, sugar rush. Who is getting hungry up in here? Come on, somebody. This is like cruel and unusual for some of you. You're like, come on. We should be able to eat while, like, we experience, right? Like, you know what, the movies where they bring you the food now? Like, wouldn't that church kind of experience be cool, right? Someone's like, you know, like, no, it'd be really distracting is what it'd be. Dessert completes the meal. Dessert makes things sweet. Dessert is fun, isn't it? Who doesn't like dessert? Like, our youngest kid, Ezra, like, he lives for dessert. Like, he could live off just dessert. Right? And, 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 and I hear from my kids because I grew up and I love dessert. Like, this was a go-to for me after every meal. This meant dessert to me. Like, like, can I have a dessert? I hear this from my kids all day, every day. Dad, can I have a dessert? My only question is, did you eat your meal? Did you eat the main course? Because a lot of us want to get just to the dessert, but there's a progression to this meal that God has for us. There's a progression that God has had for us as a church. The dessert in this season, man, you could, you could look at it so many different ways, but I'll, I'll share a couple things. The first one to us that's very evident in this kind of season that we're in as we're about to transition is simply the fact that God has given us our first ever permanent home that we purchased back in May. Come on, somebody in Brighton. Not only just to be faithful to sustain us and keep our church alive, but to propel us into his plan and his purpose for the next many years. That is faithful. And God, may we feed on your faithfulness, right? God made true on his word in Amos 9, 15. He spoke that to Eric and I's heart that I will give you your own land. No longer will you be uprooted or kicked out or transitioned here or there in this nomadic church. No, I will put you down. You'll plant roots and those roots will stick for years and generations to come. God is doing it in our midst. Come on. The land and the building is ours, and we are about to enter and occupy it in a few short months. Very exciting. Such a kiss from the Lord. Such a sweet cherry on top or frosting on top, if you will. Right? The other thing that I just can't get over as I was reflecting this week, and just we don't look at them often, but man, every, every number matters. Over the last five years, 299 people have put their faith and trust in Jesus. through this expression of believers. 299 people. And here's the deal. I believe by faith. I already been praying about it. We're going over 300 today before two services are done. Amen? Because there's somebody online. There's somebody here. There's somebody on their way to second service that does not have a personal relationship with Jesus. And today is their day. Come on, somebody. 
That is good. We celebrate life change here at Alive. 58 people after the end of today have went public with their faith through water baptism. Come on. Have went like, I, not only am I saved, I pray a prayer, but like I'm legitly doing that in front of people. That is powerful line in the sand stuff. That's life change. And then how generous you guys have been to build the house of the Lord. Because of your generosity over the last five years, we've been able to give over $175,000 away to local, national, international missions and outreach. Come on, somebody. In five years, we shouldn't be able to do that. Through COVID, through recessions, through inflation, we shouldn't be able to do that. But, but God, come on, somebody. But God, Jesus said, I'm building my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you want to make it real personal, this one gets me the most. The family that God has created here. We're not just church attenders. We're, we're a family of God. He, we're a body of Christ. He's knit us together. Man, it's been like we do life together. All the relationships, all the crews, all the prayers and the believing and the faith, all the, all the visits, all the meal trains. Come on, somebody. All these young babies up in here, what are y'all drinking? Alive, fertile church, family church. That's a good, easy way to do church growth right there. Just have a bunch of babies. Y'all, some of y'all taking that be fruitful and multiply thing really seriously from Genesis, and that's okay. God said to do it. The family. That's just so sweet. Like, gosh. He didn't have to do that, but he has. And he's allowed us to taste of that and experience that. And something practical for your life today, maybe you need to hear this, it's this. God loves to make it sweet. God wants to make it sweet in your life. And he loves to make it sweet. We talk about this scripture all the time, but it never gets old. Ephesians chapter 3 Verse 20, Paul says, Now to him who is able, to him, to God, the Lord, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. My goodness, God, God is a God of exceedingly, abundantly above. God wants to take something that was already good and make it sweet. He wants to put the cherry on top. He loves the details, right? Have you ever had a bad meal before? Like this was crappy right here, these two steps. But then they brought the dessert out. It was like this strawberry cheesecake from heaven or this death by chocolate piece of cake or like molten, like they heated the thing and they had the thing and they put, I wanted to bring ice cream. You all know me, right? I figured that'd get a little messy after by second service. I didn't have that refrigerated. So I, I chose a little Debbie Swiss cake rolls, but... Y'all know that dessert can change things, amen? Dessert can change the perspective on things. Dessert can have the last taste in our mouth that we leave that experience in that environment. And God has been faithful to make things sweet. And here's the deal. He wants to make things sweet in your life. Maybe you're here today and you're not sure what God has for you. Man, may, you, may your faith be built. And you, you, know what I, you know what I love about little Debbie's? Swiss cake, I mean, seriously, like, look at her. This was my first girlfriend growing up. Erica, I'm sorry, kids. Little Debbie. She probably grew up to become Big Deborah, but uh, let's, if, she, if this is all she ate, but I'm uh, sorry, that's a bad joke. But uh, Little Debbie. There's not just one in a pack. There's two. Like, not is it only good, but it's good double time. Like, that, that is how God rolled. Like, God, 
God wants like you to experience a little Swiss cake roll action in your life. You know what I'm talking about? Like, man, God, you met that need. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're here like, I'm living a good life. Maybe you think you can live a good life without God. And here's what I know. You can live a pretty mediocre life without God. But oh my gosh, if you don't have God in your life, you're missing out on the sweetness of life. Because God wants to make your life sweet. He brings dessert to our life. Maybe you're believing God for something. Don't be surprised when he one-ups it, when he goes exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask, think, or imagine, right? You're believing for something, right? Maybe, maybe you're praying for a family member just to come to church or a friend to come to church, and they get saved. God goes one-up, right? Maybe you're like, oh, man, God, please, if you could just meet that one bill, my life would be good. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to give you a pay increase and a promotion at work. Come on, somebody, right? Right? Maybe you're like, if this pain would just go away a little bit, my life would be more bearable. He's like, yeah, I'm not only going to do that, I'm going to heal you completely. Come on, somebody. We serve a God who loves to make it sweet, right? Maybe you're believing for a good deal. Just give me a good deal on a car, a good deal on a house, a good deal on a tractor, a good deal on a whatever. And God's like, I want to give you something for free free 99. I want to bless you with it. We serve a God of sweet. God loves to make it sweet. Everyone say, feed on my faithfulness. That's what we're doing. We're feeding on his faithfulness. We're feeding on his faithfulness. The last scripture I want to share with you, Psalm 34, verse 8. God says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. You see, when we taste and see that the Lord is good and we remember how good he's been, we have a craving for more. Amen? We're not satisfied yet because we know that there's, this is just one three-course meal. I mean, I know God's got more meals coming down the pike. Amen? God's got more appetizers. He's got more main courses. He's got more dessert. He's got more sweet coming in our life. When we feed on God's faithfulness, guess what? It builds our faith. And we can have faith for our tomorrow. We know the same God that did it to us as a church body is the same God that can do it for us today. And so be encouraged, church, today as we celebrate five years that God has already made something out of nothing. And he wants to continue to do that in your life. Know this, that God has already filled us as a church body with many good things. He wants to do it in your life today too. And God has made it so sweet. And he wants to make it so sweet in your life today. And it's not over yet. He's just getting started. I'm so excited about the meals to come. The spiritual breakthrough that is going to happen through this body of believers, the supernatural growth and on mission and man, the connectedness and the uni unity and the vision, all of that. There's just so much bubbling in our hearts about this new season. We're so excited and be because that's the God we serve. Amen. And so as we feed on his faithfulness, he, he's faithful and He's a God of faith, and he gives us faith, and it comes by hearing of his word. And as you've reflected on what God's been doing in your own life, may you be encouraged today and continually feed on his faithfulness. Amen. Would you go to God in, in prayer with me as we just ask God to do something special here as we close service today? Father, we love you so much. We thank you that you are faithful. And as David did, he said, God, I will feed on your faithfulness. I will remember how you've been faithful because it gives me faith to move forward. Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord God, that you would be faithful to us continually. You've been faithful for the last five years to Alive Family Church. But I pray and I believe that that same faithfulness is awakening and is stirring in each and every one of our hearts here today. Lord God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if you've been faithful in the past, Lord God, you're going to be faithful in our today and our tomorrow. 
And so, Father God, as we enter into what I believe is the next phase, the next season, this next year, the sixth year, Father God, it will be the most blessed and anointed year that we've ever experienced as a body of believers, Lord God. I thank you, and I see the lives, the hearts, the, the marriages, the families, the, the restoration, Lord, the healing, the breakthrough, Lord God, the revelation, the growth spiritually, Lord God, all the service, all the outreach, Lord God, all the impact. Lord, I see it with the eye of faith. May we see it together with the eye of faith. And may we not shrink back, but may we mount up arm in arm, unoffended, unaffected, unified, marching in stride, step by step by step into the promised land that you've led us to, Father God. And may we exalt you every step of the way with a shout and a voice of triumph, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for all of that and more. We thank you for being faithful to us. And I pray that we're we're encouraged, we're stirred up, we're ready to go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. God is faithful, isn't he? So faithful, amen. Hey, I I wanna take care of this now because we're gonna go out worshiping today. But hey, if you're here today, whether you're in person or maybe you're joining us online and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, he wants to be faithful to you. He's a faithful God. That's his character. Faithfulness, here, here's another message for another day. Faithfulness is not God's response to us. Faithfulness is God's character and nature regardless of our response. Amen? Whether I act a fool and live a life of sin or go do this or that, it doesn't change the fact that God is faithful. He will always be there. He, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We leave. We run. We, we miss it, right? God never misses it. Amen? And so if you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, man, what a great day to celebrate that. What a great day to go say, you know what? I may not have it all figured out, but I know I'm missing something. I need some apps. I need a main course. I need some dessert in my life. And God is the one who brings all of that. So out of the reverence of this moment, would you all just bow your heads and close your eyes just for another minute here? No one looking around. Online, this is for you too. If you're watching or tuning into this or watching this later, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, man, may today be the day you call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's anyone here that wants to go public and say, you know what, I'm going in all in with Jesus. I'm not gonna call you up here. I'm not gonna call you out. I just wanna know who can I link my faith with and join in this prayer of faith to receive Jesus. If that's you and you wanna receive Jesus today, would you just lift your hand so I know who I'm talking to today and online, reverence this in this moment. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And would you guys just repeat this after me, this prayer of salvation. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Change me. Help me live a life that's honoring to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Let's celebrate with any of those that pray that prayer for the first time. Come on. first time or maybe you rededicated your life we would love to celebrate that with you and we'd love to help you along in your next steps of faith there's so many different next steps of faith and so if you're here in person the best way to access that is the qr code on the seat back in front of you if you're watching online you can text the word connect to the number you see there on your screen and we'd love to help you out it's going public with your faith and water baptism if you need a bible if you want to get hooked into a crew and a small group community we got all of that and more we'd love to partner with you and come along on your faith journey. Got one more thing before some closing announcement from Pastor Eric, and it's this. We're gonna go out to a song. 
And I got to preach about this song for two minutes, okay? And then I get it out of the way so we can sing it. Some of you guys know this song. A lot of you probably won't know this song. The song is called The Church Is Alive. And, and what you may not know about this, this was the first worship song that we ever sang at Alive over five years ago when we launched the church. It was the first worship song that the worship team at that time ever practiced together in a basement, in somebody's basement. We're like a garage band when we started. It was really cool. We didn't have a church building or anywhere to worship. Like, it's like, where, let's go to that field. Let's go to that garage. Let's go to that basement. And, and the, the, word, the, the words of the song, like little did we know, it's, it's so prophetic. You're going to hear words like, hope is rising. I feel like there's a wave of hope arising in our congregation right now. You're going to hear words like, faith is rising. How many of you guys know our faith is being built right now to conquer the land and uh, occupy the land that God's given us? Amen? You're going to hear stuff like passion burning, that we wouldn't just know God personally, but we learn how to live for Him passionately. Our passion for the Lord is burning in this place, and, and our vision is growing and unified. We're going to sing things like this. This church is alive, and it's all built on the name of Jesus. Amen? This isn't about Pastors Eric and Erica. This isn't about a life family church. This is about us, and it's about Jesus building His church here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? And so we're going we're gonna to stand together as a congregation. I want us to do that online. Don't tune off just yet. We just got one more. This is a quick one. But I want us to declare these words, sing these words from a heart of faith. Speak them over a live family church. We could be a dead church, but guess what? We're alive today. Amen? All because of God's faithfulness. The church is alive. So as we go to him today, let's go to him in faith and let's sing this Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.